Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 345. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Hello, children. How are we? So, serious question: Is the the Midwest slash the East Coast just getting hammered with storms these next couple of days? Because when I was looking yeah, at the schedule like no yesterday, yeah, yeah, games had already been postponed, and yeah. and I was talking with Meredith about that because she was like, "Oh, like, are we supposed to be getting bad weather this weekend?" And I was like, "Well, from a baseball perspective." When teams cancel games or they yeah. postpone games a day in advance, yeah, you have to know that like it's not going to be good. And I saw, I think it was it the Yankees game got postponed today. Yeah, that's uh, the well. The I mean, you're like an hour out from Baltimore. They're supposed to be their home opener. Oh, they're out in Baltimore day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I mean, it's like that, and then the Mets also also squashed it. I don't know what's going on. I, I, think I the, already, I'm not a huge, I don't know what it is about baseball on Thursdays that bugs me, but I feel like it's always like there's a lighter schedule. Cause isn't it always Monday, Thursdays? Those are like the typical yeah, off days. Travel days. It's already yeah. light days. I'm, I'm getting, I'm not going to have any fantasy points today. That's for sure. I don't think I've scored a fantasy point in the last like three days. So <laughs> it's all good. That's fair. Um, so yeah, <laughs> nothing really to look forward to from a baseball point of view today, at least, because it just doesn't really seem like there's anything. I mean, I'm I'm about as low as low can get. Just got swept by the Pirates. That's that's yeah. a that's a good way to really take that momentum from a, a series win to start the season and just transition right into a sweep at the hands of the the Bucks. Gotta love that. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was gonna bring that up. I was also gonna bring up. The Brewers just handing it to the Mets. That was delightful. That was sweet. No, but I, I'll say again. I've I've a couple been told, sweeps from bad teams. I've been well, told Brewers aren't that bad. I've, they're not Pirates bad. I know that much. Yeah. No, but you meant you throw the Mets under the bus. I. There are people out there. I. I, I feel like I've been saying this forever at this point i've been told that the mets are a great team and that we shouldn't worry about things like this and that somehow 2023 is going to be different because that's what they said in 2022 and i'm pretty sure they got swept out of their own house in the wild card series yeah it's just uh, i don't know what's going on i think there is absolutely I think there's a Mets going to met and then there's like a, oh, this is a little bit of like a curse. There's something going on. A little bit, dude. This I is very this is much like, a like Mets Verlander curse. starting out on the IL. Scherzer just getting tattooed. And I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't like it. It just doesn't look good. So. Well. No need but I mean, in, to be in, fair, the Phillies uh, have have been off to a rough start too. So it's like that. 
you, we knew it was the it's the Braves division. It's starting out that way, it's going to end that way. Uh, oh, yeah. San, Sandy Alcantara would like to throw the Marlins into the ring. I'd be down. At least based Shock on his performance, what he can do. He, he's going to do everything he can to, to see to it that it's the Marlins division. My goodness. Nine inning, complete game shutout. Only allowed three hits, had five Ks and a walk. Did it in 100 pitches. But the thing that's got everybody talking, and I wanted to get your take on this because usually something like this goes down. We will we'll shoot a text back and forth just to get the, the initial reaction. But an hour and 57-minute baseball game. Before I, I, I flip it over to you, I just want to say, whether I'm watching at home or I'm especially not at the game, yeah, I have no interest in a baseball game that short. No. I don't... There's a lot of movies that, like... That that kind of it bugs me if they're not over two hours, you know what I mean? Like, like why even make the movie? Yeah, that's a good. Well, let's let's hop on that tangent real quick. What is your ideal movie length? Because I just had this conversation with somebody else the other day, and we were yeah. talking about it, and I'm like, I'm paying. I mean, especially nowadays with the way ticket prices are. Oh for yeah, and popcorn is like you have to take out a second mortgage. Exactly. So like, if I'm doing all this, if I'm doing all this extra. Yeah. I want to at least be in that dark, cool room in those big recliners. Bare minimum two hours. I'm my sweet spot's two fifteen to two and a half. That's my sweet spot. Depends on the movie, but if you start creeping into two forty five to three hours long, I'm gonna have to pee. I don't like missing any part of the movie. You can't you can't pause it at the movie theater, so yeah, you are quite literally when you pee yeah. to go to the it, like when you go to pee at a movie theater, you are sending money down the drain. 100%. Literally, because every minute yeah. that you pee miss, and money down the drain. Yes, you can't get that back. Nope, nope. All that Mountain Dew gone. All that money gone. So yeah, sweet spot two fifteen, I think to two thirty, but it has to be over two hours. Um, and it's. I don't I I think the the most difficult thing I'm having with this this pitch clock is that these are the things that weren't brought into discussion and it is the it is the little bit of chess back and forth of if this pitcher is in a groove like I have certain things that I can do to throw him out of his groove and now it's just it's kind of being removed you only get one timeout and I don't know. It's just like there's not much you can do. And so with a guy this good, I think the last thing I would want as a hitter is to be rushed facing this dude. Sandy, Nolan Ryan, Alcantara is just ruining people. And he's been doing it. He did it all last year. He's been doing it. On on whole game slates, all that. How many how many complete games does he have? Like I would say more than than some teams. I mean, he led the world in in CGs last year. He's probably got more than some teams combined. 
He did. Yeah, last year. He he absolutely did. Uh, let me see. 2022. He had six CGs last year, which led all of baseball. And I know for a fact that that was more than some teams. To do it in 100 pitches is like, it's it's not even Nolan Ryan. Like, that's like, you know, Tom Glavin-like. Greg Maddox-like. Efficiency. I like that. Yeah, and look, I don't want to blame the pitch. Oh, like, this isn't a, a, just a repeat of last episode where we're just going to rehash the, the pitch clock and all that. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth being addressed here because it just happened. Uh, but I understand that Alcantara is a quick, he, like he's an efficient pitcher. That's just how he works. So like pitch clock or not. Yeah. It just seems like he had a good day at the ballpark. Like regardless right. what rules are implemented, what rules. Yeah. I don't want to don't take exist. away from his performance at all. Not at all. That has nothing to do with the pitch clock. That's him. But like, I, I think for me, the biggest, the, the biggest issue and none of this is is an issue. Like the performance itself, not an issue. Like I love the fact that Sandy just goes out and deals seemingly yeah. every outing. Although I will say he did, he rebounded a little, uh, much better from a, a shaky start to the season. I think he gave up like, gave up a few runs. This mm-hmm. not not super his uh, mo as of the past year or so. But what does uh, mo the, stand the, for? Modus operandi. How about that? Bet you what? didn't know I knew Latin, huh? Just dropping some Latin on me? How about that, dude? I am a fluent Latin speaker. No, I'm not. What? No. You yeah, know I have Latin is... on my tattoo, right? So you're a fluent you're fluent in Latin as well then. Just what's on my arm. <laughs> I don't know. And the uh um you had a couple other ones. What's the one um I have a couple other ones. No, there's like a couple common Latin phrases that we always say. That's like, uh, um, like per diem. That's Latin. Oh, uh, what's the what's the conquer? It's like conquer the night or something. Oh yeah, um, is it say la v? No, that's not that. No, what does say la v mean? I don't know. That sounds French. I think. Oh, true. Duh. What's the Prima donna. That's what it is. That's is Latin. It, that's no, it's not. That's is it two really? different words. It's prima and then donna. Everyone thinks it's pre Madonna, like the performer. It's not. It's prima donna. Latin. Oh, it's carpe diem. Carpe diem. That's what it was. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. How about that? A little yeah. little Latin history lesson for you guys. You're uh, no, but what I was saying is the issue here. For me, at least, I won't speak for you or anybody else. I I, I never try to speak for anybody else, uh, or I try not to, at least. Um, is the in-game experience for fans? Like, I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. That's the biggest takeaway from this particular outing, this night at the ballpark, is that you're paying just crazy money, for lack of a better way of putting it. And you're not even getting and, and look, you and I both know how how early we like to get to the game. Like World Baseball yeah. Classic, we're there like before the gates even open. I try yeah. to honestly like when I go to games, just like if I'm going to catch a Nats game down the road, I try to get there, catch BP, you know, just kind of yeah. 
indulge in that experience a little bit. But we know we've seen people when we're at games together and just general knowledge that more often than not, people are rolling up like middle of the first, top of the second. Right. Right. Like, so you're already missing that time. I would say, especially on the East Coast, I think that's more common on the East Coast just because of like the the nine to five is is the East Coast time. Yeah. Right. And that's fair. You have those those games that you know that are are starting a little early and it's like you know it just it's a part of it and especially for the bigger cities it's like it's hard to get to the stadium sometimes i i'm curious to see if if they start changing the times of first pitch does it go from the 705 eastern to 730 because it is finishing earlier you know allow guys to get there teams to get there or uh, uh fans to get there um i don't know i just it's weird it's just it's odd give me well, at I know least giving, two and a half hours i'm giving major league baseball a lot of credit here but you you one would have to think that with running this experiment through the minor leagues and seeing that the games are shortened you knew that was coming you knew that was coming so that would have had to have been brought up like hey if these games are shorter now mm-hmm like, do we adjust start times? And I'm sure that that was discussed and clearly nothing changed. Um, and I mean, if any change is going to be made regarding this, I would yeah. I would have hoped that it would have been about the pitch clock itself, like adding maybe adding five seconds or this or that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you're just paying crazy money. You're, you're rolling up late. You're bringing your family of four. I know. You're missing all that time. And then one of the kids saying, has to pee at some point. Like, it's going to happen. You're missing at this point, like for, for anybody listening, if you've gone to a game already this season, message me, like just hit us up in the DMS. Let us know if you went to the concession stand and how much time like relative, like ballpark estimate yeah. you missed. Yeah. Like, what are you missing? Like an inning? Are you missing two innings? Because you take your family of four, everybody's got to eat dinner. Yeah, because if you are one of those nine to five people, you're probably going home, picking up the kid, picking up the family, bringing them home or bringing them to the game and nobody's eating dinner yet. So you got to eat at the ballpark. I'm just. Yeah, I, I if genuinely I'm, am not trying to sound like I'm complaining here. I'm just yeah. I'm laying out like these a are realistic just, yeah. scenario. These are just the, this is the ripple effect. Right. And so it's like if I'm if I'm a team owner, I'm probably I'm I'm probably hiring double the amount of of. um the whatever they're called the 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 vendors that walk around and pass out beer and and yeah. sometimes hot dog or cotton candy like you're not getting the best stuff but like hire double amount of those people send them through and i bet you're going to make up your your sales and concessions cuz it's like i'm not i'm not getting up if this game is going to be over in two and a half hours i'm not getting up i don't get up for a two and a half hour movie i'm not getting up for a two and a half hour game but as a baseball fan, I'm curious, like, what is your perception of the vendors? Like, if you have, if you say you're, say you're in the Bronx for the weekend and mm-hmm. you're going to a Yankees game yeah, and you know, you have lunch in the afternoon, you go to the ballpark, plan and eat dinner there. When you get to the ballpark in your mind as a baseball fan, are you thinking I can have dinner based on what's walking around with these, like being walked around with these vendors? Because in my mind, 
the only real substantial thing that I'm getting is what's up on the concourse. I know that's the issue too, because like you have to find a way to make that good food portable somehow. Because yeah. I don't want to just have hot dogs. I don't want to just have cotton candy or just popcorn. So you got to find a way to get better foods in those things. Um, there's got to be just better accessibility. And you have heard about some of these stadiums like wanting to do the um, the live in-game betting. Does, don't the Nats have that? Yeah, MGM. Yeah, so. No free ads. You got to have like a lot of that stuff going on. You're, you're making the game shorter. It's just certain things have to be adjusted. And, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of nitpicking and I don't want to get into this too much, but yeah, it is, it is a dollar amount valued for the amount of time you're receiving, right? The amount of entertainment you're getting. If the entertainment is shortened and you're not able to go to concessions these ticket prices are going to go up because they're not making their money off of concessions. I don't know. It was either way. Last... The twins get diced. Get <laughs> the diced. The the uh, last thing I'll say about this is it was brought to my attention. I'll give him a little little shout out here. Uh, Anthony had messaged me. On Instagram, longtime follower, former fantasy league player. Um, where was it? He messaged me on the account. Oh, yeah, here we go. So he messaged me a screenshot of this article. I don't mm-hmm. even know what, what the article is from, so I can't cite it. Uh, and apparently this is Manfred talking, but Manfred said, when we went from no clock to a clock and lost to 26 minutes, what we found is that there was no decrease in our concession sales, Manfred said during an executive luncheon. And we think the reason for that is people kind of in their head have two and a half hours set aside to do this baseball game. So before the clock, if two and a half hours was at the end of six innings, they were gone. Now they stayed until the end of the game, and we've seen absolutely no decline on the concession side. And that's a really important indicator of how serious the problem was that we were trying to deal with. Well, this is, this is I mean, while you're seeing all these stadiums that come out with all their brand new foods, right? Trying to, trying to get people to, to wait in line for these things and thought. normalize it, right? It's just, it's normalizing things. That's what we're being tricked into. And you can, I, I could go on this forever across society, across the board. We're just being, we're being told that this is normal, right? We're being told that this is the way it is. This is how it's got to be. It's annoying. It sucks. Everything is is just like, hey, this is it, right? That stupid TikTok that was going around of like asking all the car salesmen what their what their monthly payment is, and he's like, oh, I have a 2020 Ford F one fifty. I pay eight hundred and ninety dollars a month, and it's like that's not normal. Don't tell me that that's normal. So don't tell me that a two an hour two hour game or a two hour fifteen minute game doesn't change concessions. That's BS. You're a liar. Manfred's a liar. Speaking of lying, do we know who's lying in this whole Tyler O'Neill, Ali Marmol saga? Dude, don't do my guy like that, Ali. Uh, yeah, you're a big, you're a big uh, T. O'Neill guy. Um, I don't like that. Did you see the clip? 
I saw the interview. Uh, I saw Tyler O'Neill's interview. I did not. But see, did you see? I read Ali Marmel's uh, comments. But did you see the play in question though? Yeah, hundred percent right. Ali Marmel was Ali Marmel was right. Like that's yeah, dude. Don't hot dog on. Okay, this oh, you, did that. Go, this may, did he think that went to the wall or something? Like, this why may surprise some people here, but if I'm being quite honest, and I'm gonna watch it again here because I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. But I, my initial thought when I watched that clip, let's see here. All right, so he's on second base. Here's the pitch again. I've already seen this, but I'm just watching again for my own clarity here. Yeah, so mm, it's borderline. I agree. I agree that there's there's like a clear point in time on his route home after he rounds third where he like mm-hmm. kicks it into next gear. Mm-hmm. But I also think that Tyler O'Neill, Mister like bodybuilder chunkster, like I think he's he's moving pretty quick for like what his what his body allows. And I'm not yeah. I'm not ragging on his physique. Like he's obviously in great shape, but like he's not exactly like a. He's not a fluid runner. He's not a fluid. He's not right. like a speedster by any right. by any stretch. At least I don't think. See, I think, and and being in those scenarios, like as as a player, the other thing maybe in question is that like you saw the hit. There is this brief moment where you see your third base coach sending you, and you're like, "I'm hosed. Why are you sending me? Like, what are you doing?" You know what I mean? Yeah. There is possibly a little bit of that going on in that split second, and that's why he slows up, because it's like, I'm hosed anyway. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of that. That, This is all, this isn't to the point. The point is, is that I 100% agree with Tyler O'Neill's comments that it should have been kept in-house. This isn't something that needed to be broadcasted out in an interview or broadcasted out to reporters. Um. I think the point is obvious, right? Like when, if he's getting benched or not playing the next day, like, uh, yeah, I think everyone can do the math and say, that's why. Okay. So that was another thing is that I read that apparently O'Neill had stated that that was supposed to be a scheduled day off, which I'll say again, I don't know how in the first week of the season we're having scheduled days off. I, I've I'm never understood. There's still, it's still spring training mode for a lot of these guys. I get that, but like it just it it I still just can't fathom it, and I I, yeah. I won't because I'm not a I'm not a big league player, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, dude, we're a week into the season. I know. And O'Neill's talking about it. how he's like how he's just grinding and grind. I'm like, dude. I know, but you you look look Is at it, the look at the Cardinals specifically, right? Like you have Brendan Donovan, you have Nolan Gorman. You have Lars Newtbar, like you you have your new stud and Jordan Walker. Like you're rotating through guys and you're trying to get guys going. And you don't want their season to go too long before they're getting enough ABs. So I do understand the mentality of scheduled day off, even though I don't love that term. But I'm not buying it. This is the it had to do with this play, and it and I do agree it's that's not the way to handle it. I think this is something where, you know, Ali Marmel is 
fairly new to managing. And I don't really remember a scenario like this last year that popped up. So these are never fun things. These are never fun things to discuss or, or talk about. And we see a couple every year where it has to do with a hustle play. Um, it has to do with certain things like that. And I, I would have appreciated a little bit of ownership from Tyler O'Neill. A little bit more ownership. You know? Yeah, he was he was quick to quick to defend himself. Yeah. And these are like little things that can I don't know, man. Like if we're going the winning a winning a World Series is is so hard. It's so hard. There's a reason why we don't see many back to back teams. There's a reason why we don't see many dynasties in baseball compared to other sports. It's really hard to get back there. So I need all my guys, one page, one path, one direction, all going this way. You take little minor steps outside of that path, it makes things interesting. I don't really know Ollie Marmel from Adam, but from the limited kind of exposure we've had to him as a manager, I'd like to think that he's very, and I think I've made this comparison before, a guy that we've seen at the managerial helm for a little bit longer I'd like to think that Ali Marmel is part of that Alex Cora breed where he's very much like a player's manager. Mm -hmm. And if there is an issue, not that Cora would necessarily be so quick to throw somebody under the bus like that or to, to divulge that or expose that. But I'd like to think that Alex Cora, Ali Marmel guys like that would be quick to acknowledge Maybe the reactionary nature of what happened, the interviews, the the sound bites and all that. And then maybe even that night or first thing the next morning, meet behind closed doors and say, look, this is like, that's on me. Yeah. Like, shouldn't have said that. Maybe O'Neal's like, you know what? You're right. Like, I wasn't exactly giving it a hundred. Right. And I think they, it, they I think amend, it can depend on that immediate, that immediate interaction. One of my favorite stories was like Jeter's rookie year. Uh, he was trying to steal third with less than, I think there was uh, less than two outs for sure. I think it was no outs or something like that. And he tries to steal third. He gets hosed. And he immediately walks in the dugout and sits, sits right next to Joe Torre. And this is Joe Torre telling this story. And he went and he goes and sits right next to him. And they don't say anything. And then, you know, Tori just looks at him and he's like, get out of here. Like, you know what you did wrong. That's why you came and sat next to me. He's like, all right, I get it. Get out of here. If that could have been a scenario, right, where you know you do something. And every baseball player does this. Every base, every athlete does this, where they have this whoops moment. Shouldn't have done it. Could have done it differently. It's how you react. And I, I... I have a feeling there's a possibility Tyler O'Neill didn't handle it well, possibly brushed off any type of possible reprimand that happened in the dugout, and then and then it leads to this. So you never know. These these are things that you kind of have to like, you only get so many details. So I don't think it's a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Tyler O'Neill is still gonna have a good year. The Cardinals are still gonna have a good year, but these are just little things that they they shouldn't be a distraction or even a conversation right now. Handle them better. 
as an organization through and through both manager and player handle it better uh handling things better i feel like <laughs> you love you love your segues i feel yeah. like <laughs> i feel like we have a couple scenarios that we can jump into here i've made it an art really if you think about it i've had a lot of practice <laughs> to think about how to navigate these episodes oh man and i mean you can laugh all you want about my segues but i feel like i do a pretty good job of picking up picking up on a thread or a keyword or a buzzword and just yeah sliding right into the next topic yeah. i feel like i do a, a decent job i mean i'm not a pro but yeah i do what i can with what i have i only have you to work off of like <laughs> it's, i'm not just gonna be like talking about a conversation and then be like yeah. oh speaking of that i mean i do that sometimes but yeah anyway uh handling things better as i was saying <laughs> we, i think we can uh look at the manny machado and tim anderson ejections and and realize that some <sighs> things maybe could have been handled a little better we'll talk about let's talk about machado's first dude i don't i i still don't to this I don't to this, this point one. in time i don't i don't understand what happened i don't get it either it looked i saw the hand go back the hand, you okay see so machado calling for time yeah so well the the stupid broadcast is focusing on that beautiful human Zayner bogarts in the on deck circle so you can't exactly see it uh but basically what happens actually let's see if we can find the replay here so what happens this is that like eight seconds right yeah so here we are so he's in the box both feet are in the box all right he puts his hand up at the eight second mark i'm gonna i may need you to educate me here does the rule specify whether or not you have to have your hands on the bottom of the bat because from everything that i've seen no you have i thought to, it was just eyes eyes forward uh, uh, attention focus on the on the hitter or yeah. on the on the pitcher yeah both feet in the box at the eight second mark he was people were saying while well, well, he, he was adjusting time. his his batting gloves no no, he was, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, is the are, are the hands on the handle of the bat a, a requirement for this new pitch rule? Because yeah. everything that I've seen, eight second mark comes. He's has both feet in the box. He's looking at the pitcher. He has his hands up for time. Yeah, and people were saying, well, he should have known. You can't call time that close to the the eight second mark. And I said, why okay. not? Why we just saw the the Rangers catcher Heim call timeout as Trey Turner's starting to swipe a bag. Now, what there is no, there is no, if you only get one timeout, you have to grant that you have to grant that. Don't give me this. Like it. Oh no. Like these umpires have too much specifically. The home plate umpire has too much going on too much to think about. Way too much. To have the clock, to have the strike zone, to potentially watch for box. Like, you have so, so much. Way too much. 
There's too many responsibilities to this home plate umpire. And now you're seeing these quick triggers because they're overwhelmed. It makes no sense. And Let like me- it's this God complex because of the fact that they have all this power. I'll be honest with you. I feel like this season, 2023, I feel like there's less of a God complex and more of just like a panic. There, yeah, like, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, it feels like there's they're overwhelmed, right? Like, sure, we're we're seeing instances such as possibly this, where yeah, like Welcome to the Ump Show. But I yeah. feel like generally though, we're just seeing more of like I I bet you these dudes are just mentally gone after games because yeah. there's so much that you have to like yeah. you're getting paid good money, and in order to keep your job and, yeah. and continue to do it, you got to be like on top of your game yeah. here. Although I guess we have seen the, instances of guys that suck and best, suck at their job. The best day off would be the second base umpire. That'd be the best day off. Probably, yeah. Just watch for box. Play in some plays in the outfield. In that no, but like, a, like I'm saying, I believe me, I get what you're saying about Trey Turner and all that and the, the calling time and all that. I'm just going to play into their game. I'm going to play into the Trolls game here. They said, well, you shouldn't call, you shouldn't call time at the eight-second mark. Okay. That's fine. I'll I'll bite. I'll I'll take the bait. Why then does he get called for an automatic strike? True. Which ended up being the strikeout. And then when he turns around and makes like makes an issue of it and, and kind of is like basically just like, what are you talking about? Like I, yeah. I asked for time. You then turn around and eject him. Now, how does that make sense? That's one of those scenarios with umpires where it's like, instead of just recognizing that possibly you were in the wrong Dude, and just being like, I'm going to yes. wear this a little bit. Just, you're like gonna- the, just like the JT Real Muto one, right? Where he's like, how does, is in yes, spring training? Dude. We had his glove like here. And then you, you watch the pitcher like get ready to like, because the umpire looks like he's about to throw it. So JT just puts his glove down. Ball gets dropped. JT gets wrong. So it's like, just you you can be in the wrong sometimes you can be in the wrong and admit it at that moment as well and just wear it as long as the guy doesn't take it too far you you just have to stand there hear him out and kind of wear that i feel like that's a distinguisher between a younger like a newer umpire uh, maybe one more fresh and somebody that's been in the league for years give him a chance to say their piece yeah, as long as he doesn't go too far. We don't really know exactly what Machado said. But then you double down on the fact that like the last what just played out over the last 30 seconds was an absolute crap show. Yeah. And then you do, you double down by by tossing him. Like what is that, dude? Come yeah. on. Nah. Ain't going to work, dude. It's not going to work. And this is what I'm saying, man. They seem overwhelmed. They got too much on their plate. I I'm curious to see if one of maybe there's a res- one of these responsibilities falls on onto a different umpire or maybe there's an additional umpire i don't know but i feel like a lot of your questions have been about like potential changes to the game and i just don't know if they're going to make these changes whether it be like this I'm, or my mind just automatically goes to efficiency. So it's like, if, if this isn't efficient, which I'm not just going to overall sweep 
efficiency as the same definition as speed because they keep saying we're not trying to make this game faster okay fine so efficiency means this needs to be smoother yeah and if we can find a way to work through these initial speed bumps a little bit quicker yeah i'm down for adjustments super down but i agree with you i think the I don't like the eyes up rule at all, to be honest with you. Like as a hitter, if I'm in the box, pitcher's ready, pitcher can go. You know what I mean? It's on me if I'm not ready. Seven seconds is a long time. So do you. And I'll take that risk. If I'm not ready, I'm probably going to take this. I'm not going to swing anyway. Why does it have to be an automatic strike? Well, in the spirit of uh, excellent segue, speaking of not swinging, the uh, Tim Anderson ejection, dude just completely, he's like, no, I'm out. He's like, I'm just, I'm taking this. I'm going back to the dugout. Dude didn't even take the bat off his shoulder. Started walking out of the the box mid-pitch. And then gets tossed for chirping back to whoever he claimed he wasn't chirping the umpire and that he was mm, I don't, yeah. chirping the giants a little bit but ta's ta is ta ta is ta he's always just, outspoken man just the way he is look i'm i i guess my my theme here my takeaway from these instances is that I'm all for respecting the umpire and all that, and even more so this year because we just got done talking about these guys have have tougher jobs. They have more on their plate, more they gotta they gotta take care of. But like, as umpires, as individuals policing the game, each and every day, there has to be a better understanding or a a longer leash given to these players. Yeah, and a little more, a little bit more leeway to kind of. Sp- to speak their piece because sure like we've had time we've had time during spring training to to kind of get our our feet wet a little bit as player i say we but the the players but there's still growing pains there yeah and so to not allow these guys the opportunity to like kind of figure this out as we go and and maybe question calls or penalties that are being handed down by these umpires that maybe were given in air to not even allow these guys the opportunity to like turn around and be like you you mind explaining to me why you just rung me up on an yeah. automatic strike yeah. that's that you can't have that you gotta you gotta have you gotta have that space and they're just not giving it to them and that's something that you just can't have I, there's probably a list of names. There's probably a list of names that these umpires just know to look out for. And just like we have the the Karen check dude with the, with the guardians, you know, with his routine and like you have these notoriously slower to be ready guys. I think they have these names and I think they're ready. You know what I mean? Like they're ready. They see Manny walking up from the on-deck circle, and they're like, okay, I'm watching the clock extra hard this time. It's like, ugh, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. There's just there's slight adjustments that need to be made. And I don't I it's it's tough, dude, because like I've I I like to think of um like when I golf, people that golf in general and I've also played baseball, like there is this weird like little little mental thing that can go on as you're about to approach your ball, as you're about to step in the box and wait for a pitch. Like sometimes it's like, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. Like I got to clear myself because this is not the way I need to be thinking right now. To completely remove that is tough, man. It's tough because there there is a mental aspect to this game, arguably more than any other sport. That you can't just sit back and completely rely on athleticism. You have to get your mind right. And if you need a chance to get your mind right, like, sorry, if the average fan doesn't get that, then don't be an average fan. Be a better fan. Speaking of average fans, uh, <laughs> a, guy, a guy that's not an average fan, Ryan Ripken. And I kind of threw it out to you before we hopped on our guy, Ryan. You want to give it a shot? Do you want to, you want to, I don't know you, he won't be able to hear you, but if I call him, maybe we could get his thoughts on the old, uh, the old Grayson Rodriguez debut. Hit the, hit the, um, Instagram group chat audio call. That'll blow your phone up for sure. He won't ignore us there. But won't my won't the phone like explode? Like I'm trying to think of how that would work audio wise. If I'm playing that, it would be picked up by both of our mics. Though I might I may just have to call him. I won't answer. Put him then on. He's speaker. not going to hear you. It's the same thing. No, I'm not I'm, worried about the audio. I'm just saying like he will probably ignore a phone call, but. I don't think he will because I never call. Like so. I, we only text. I, I don't think I've ever. Well, he's maybe called me like once or twice, but let's do it. I'm gonna call him. See if we can get our thoughts. We need to get him on again. It's been a minute. Why did I just search Cal in my comments? <laughs> I don't have Cal's number. I don't know why. why working on that. Me. We're working on that. We're working on that. We're not. That's not going. That's no, not, not going anywhere. Can't can't lead people on. That's not going anywhere. All right, let's see what we got here. Your call has been forwarded to an automated... That's wow. an ignore right there. That is an ignore, and he hits me with a text. Oh, he says, I'm on a call right now. I can. He says, can I call you back? No. Time is of the essence. Lame. Anyway, though. Yeah. In the... No, never mind. Huh. What? Nothing. In theory. I don't want to get that out there. I don't want to put that out there. All right. Uh, so, Grayson Rodriguez. Um... Looked pretty good. Overall, the line the line looks looks decent for a debut. Yeah, and look, I say what you will about the line, whether you like it or not. I 
I feel for a guy that has to go up against Jacob deGrom of all people for his yeah. debut. Like, yeah, you're already dealing with all sorts of emotions. The white hot Rangers offense too. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You're already like, there's so much that you have to think about and worry about. Oh yeah. And then we're going to sprinkle yeah. in Jacob deGrom taking yeah. the bump on the other side of the field for it. Like, come on. Nah, no. I mean, it's cool. It's definitely like, that's definitely a, a something that he's going to look back on and be like, I mean, who better to go up against? But yeah, I that's think, just a tough way to get out of the gate. I think I understand, but if it is your potential cornerstone ace moving forward, I think the only way to really do that is to throw him in the fire. You know, throw him in the deep end of the pool right away. It's different if it's a, uh, another prospect. I think it is because of the fact of him being who he is and, and the way they view him. I like it. I didn't really love the whole him not breaking camp though. Yeah. Made makes one start in triple a. I'm assuming is that that's roster manipulation, right? No, I think the plan was to have him there longer, but because um, I'm blanking on his name, who got hurt? Somebody from their rotation got hurt, and he needed. To, they needed to bring him up to make a start. They kind of got ru- the the process got rushed a little bit. Mm. Um, so he's making a, he was making his debut a little ahead of schedule, mm. at least from what they what the team was communicating. Um, but yeah, like from what I read, not a great start in AAA. Yeah, they call him up. Has I guess fares a little bit better again against the. Pretty tough Rangers offense, but all in all, you love to see debuts. You love to see guys come up and get their get their shot, get their He's a big boy too. Their due opportunity. He is a big boy, man. I like what the O's are doing. Fire me up, O's. I d I don't know if I can get on board. It's a slow grind. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The the I don't I don't want my vision of them to be altered based on their performance last year. That was way premature, way ahead of schedule. They are still needing to grow and and get better. And there's still additions that need to be made. And they have young guys that need to develop, but they have an exciting core. They have a good core. I get that. But like I said, you're telling me the best you can really do is Cole Irvin. Like that's what you're going to do to capitalize on the momentum season. Off-season moves, yeah, yeah. That for for me, the or it all it all goes back to the off-season, like what yeah. they've done so in the first week, like whatever. I don't care. Ryan McKenna dropping a ball to then lose the game, I don't care. Doesn't yeah. phase me. Yeah, like that happens. But everything that you had from last year, even if it was premature, you had the momentum. Cole Irvin is that's your that's your hallmark move. Yeah, come on now. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I bet a lot of teams were asking for some of these big league ready guys, you know, and they have a lot of big league ready guys. I mean, they're. I think this this roster is going to be good. This roster is going to be good. So I'm not even talking about trades, though. Just signings. Just yeah. open the wallet a little bit. That's all I'd ask. But and I mean, I told the Orioles exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, they didn't. Do I it. said bring in Trey Turner, and you didn't. You didn't listen to me. And now that's aggressive. Happened. That's aggressive. 
Now look what happened. <laughs> I was telling you that pre WBC, he goes, he goes to the WBC, sets the world on fire. And then you're standing there looking like an idiot. Sorry, O's. Now I the gave Phillies you a are one warning. and five or whatever. <laughs> now you, now the Phillies are just lighting it up. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Phillies, man. That's, that's another. Uh, it's the same thing. It's this, it's the opposite end of the spectrum that the Rays have. Start off with the two easiest teams in, in baseball, and you get a nice little head start to the division. Phillies, I mean, yeah, they're probably before the series against the Rangers. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be too worried about a an ass kicking there. But you know, it came, and the Rangers are probably better than most people think. So that, and you know, tough games against the Yankees. But I think the Phillies are still going to be fine. They're definitely missing some pieces, like Reese not being there, and and. Bryce not being ready yet, like, yeah, they, they're missing some pieces. I think they just need to tread water for now. But that's what we said last year. And look what they got in. They got in with, what, 86, 87 right. wins? But what I'm saying is you now have Reese out. Bryce is in the same boat where he's missing the start of the season. You got to right. wait on him, or not necessarily the start of the season, but he's missing, he's missing time, and now you're waiting on him to come back. Yeah. Not to say that it's not possible, but go get a first baseman. I don't know why they didn't do that right away. Do you like their shit? Like, I think the takeaway here is that Bryce can't be the savior again this year yeah. because you're missing. You're already down a piece that you had last year when he came back. Yeah. I mean, Bryce can go off, but he's he can't turn a sinking ship around. They'll They'll add somebody. They'll add somebody hope. for sure. One I mean, you hope. saw him do it at the last at the last deadline with with uh, bringing in Marsh to play center field. You know, I think they're willing to make those moves, but yeah, they need to go get a first baseman. Curious to see when teams get closer to to that deadline, and and they're maybe they're out of it. What names will pop up as available? Shall see. Overall, though, I, we shall I see. feel like everyone's overreacting. It's a weekend. Everyone's that's overreacting every about year. everything. That's the fun part about opening week, if that's even a thing. <sighs> yeah, I love it. I, I, for so many years, it would get. I, I would. I would get to the end of the week and just be like, "Stop freaking out!" But at this point, I just <laughs> buy into it. Like I'm like, you know what? If people are gonna. Clearly, I'm not going to change anybody's mind, so I'm just going to buy into it. that. That's the case with so many things in baseball nowadays. Like I, yeah. I've tried, I've tried to change people's minds on certain things because I think I, I thought that I was maybe on, in in better standing on the topic. But at this point, I'm like, you know what? If people want to overreact after a week, yeah, not going to name names here. But if people want to base fantasy trades off of <laughs> one week to start the season, that's fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to say boo like whatever. I'm here for the overreactions. Yeah. Do you have any overreactions now that we've we've made it a week a week in? Uh I know we got I know we we dabbled in this a little bit uh last episode, but now that we're a full weekend, you got any 
You got anything? Just trying to think like around the league a little bit. Uh, Dude, the Pittsburgh Pirates might win the pennant. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big overreaction. They, I told you though, like, I, and this is what was the argument you made that you were getting into it with somebody that you got called out saying that the, the Pirates did more than, was it the Brewers to make themselves better? Is it the Brewers that you were throwing, throwing that comparison out to? Yeah. I got told that my take about the Pirates, albeit microscopic, that they had improved more than the, or made an effort, more of an effort to improve more than the Brewers did. I agree, though. They're competitive. I mean, the Red Sox are, aren't aren't good, but they're not, like, the worst team in the league. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I don't even really, I wouldn't say they're bottom five. Bottom 10, but not bottom the pi- five. The Pirates? The Red Sox. I thought we were talking Pirates there. Well, I'm just talking about this series. Like, I'm, I know we can't take a ton of, away from it. All right, full transparency here. I missed what you said because I was texting Ryan back telling him Sounds that we right. since moved on and we can no longer accept his thoughts on the Grayson Rodriguez. Decline. Debut. All I was um, saying is that, like, it's it's... Yes, it's a Red Sox series, but it's not like the Red Sox are the worst team in baseball. There's a lot of teams worse than the Red Sox. So for them to go in and, and sweep this early, it is a bit of a momentum builder. And it and you do have these guys that can play pretty good baseball. And I, I like the additions of veterans like McCutcheon and Carlos Santana coming in and providing some of that structure. And teaching these guys how to be big leaguers. And now you're seeing, you know, you're going to continue to see Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz do their thing. And if Brian Reynolds sticks around, like, yeah, I would say that they have more things going for him. So I'd be excited to see a 75-win team Pirates when it's all said and done. I'd Brian be excited Ray- if I was a Pittsburgh fan. Talk about Brian Reynolds. I think he heard me talking noise over the offseason saying he wasn't deserving wasn't of a Soto-like call <laughs> and just decided to turn into Juan Soto the, <laughs> this series and yeah, just absolutely bury the Red Sox, but it's fine. Like The little leaguer down the street at this point could bury Red Sox starting pitching. It's atrocious. It's mm. absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Um. We mentioned the Rays. Just want to touch on the Rays a little, little bit, real quick. I, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense how they do it. And again, I know we're only weekend, but I, I, I'm already getting that sense is that this is shaping up to be another one of those like. Don't know how they did it, but they're here. They're in the hunt. They're in the picture. They're leading the division somehow. Who, who knows how it's going to end up shaping up, but. I don't understand. No, 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 either. Never. And I don't care. I don't care about who they've played. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about their strength of schedule in the month of April. Whatever. I don't. I don't want to hear it. It at the end of the day, it just doesn't make sense. I agree with you. I don't. I. 
nothing about them excites me. Except Randy Rosarena has like has morphed into like this new international sensation where I, I've never even seen an emotion out of the guy. And then the second he plays the WBC, he's like playing loose and fun and doing all things, all things. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big Randy guy at this point. It's safe to say the rest of the roster is just nothing for me though. Wander's going to be good. That's all I got. When do you think they lose the game? How long do you think it is before they lose the game? Who do they have this weekend? I'm pulling that up right now. So, looks like they are off today. Tomorrow, April 7th, they have the... Oakland A's, dude. The Rays. <laughs> That's might what I'm start saying, dude. This is what I'm saying. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me about strength of schedule because this is insane to go Tigers, then Nationals, then A's, then Red Sox. Are you freaking kidding me? Do we just are we handing them the division? I mean, but my point here is that, like, say they run the gauntlet there. I I say gauntlet. I use it sarcastically. (laughs) Say you run the gauntlet with those teams, and they they still haven't lost the game. My whole point is that it's just so typical Rays fashion – the just the least exciting, inspiring team, arguably in baseball – like, the Pirates get me more excited than the Rays. I agree. These the games fact aren't that even you would close, be able though. to do that and not lose a game. That's my whole thing. These like, games aren't close. They're not have even like, competitive games. You should have, like, an off game here or there. You should just have a rough day at the old ball yard one day here or there. But, yeah, no. You randomly get two hit or something like that. <laughs> the Dude, Rays four nothing. don't make... 12 2, 5 1, 6 2, 10 6, 7 2. You're playing horrendous ball clubs. Watch them get swept by the A's and the Red Sox, though. That'd be sick. It's just, it's a stupid start. That's a ridiculous start for any team. Any team. That start is not okay. I don't understand who designed this. Who thought of this? You're just saying their schedule? Yes. Yeah. All I right, think they drop one against the A's. Here's a little exercise. Here's a little exercise. Let's just look. Let's look at the remainder of their schedule here for the month of April. So they got they just finished up a series with the Nats. They got the A's, the Red Sox, as you mentioned. That's a four-gamer. Then they got three against the Blue Jays, three against the Reds, three against the White Sox, three against the Astros, and then back to Chicago for four to close out the month. Realistically, what do you think their record is at the end of April? 
So they're six and zero right now, right? Yeah. So they eight and one, ten and we'll say. Yeah, we'll say eleven and two. I'm gonna say twelve and four, fifteen and four. I know where you're at in the schedule based on the records that you're you're showing. Um, you just got done I would with the Reds. Seventeen and four. No, it'd be we'll seventeen and five. I think seventeen and five. You just got done with the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll go. We'll say they take one out of three against the Astros. So I'll say eighteen and seven. Yeah. And then four game set with the Rays. We'll just in Chicago with, Chica- with the White Sox in Chicago. Give me three, dude. I don't even care. Probably three. So you're talking twenty and, 20 six. and seven, twenty and six, 20 and whatever that is. This is a stupid schedule. This is dumb. Like, I know you can't win a division in April, but like, how much of a head start are you going to give them? You can, <laughs> you can't win a division in April, but you can sure as heck give a team a pretty healthy head start. It's insane. The most challenging part of your month of April, if you're the Rays, is the Astros, and you're at home, which, like. Not exactly a home field advantage, no. but you're not exactly going into Houston either. So, and if anyone's curious, they start May against the Pirates. So, you know, I love that. Yeah. Let's just restart it, and then, and then a series with the Yankees, and then they're with the Orioles. So, like, yeah. anyway, enough about the Rays. Joke. Just get out of Tampa. Go somewhere else. Speaking of going somewhere else, I think <laughs> I think uh, good news is on the horizon for our, our our dear friend Liam Hendricks. I think he is going to be heading back to the ballpark soon because he officially has rung the bell. He has finished his chemo. He's posted about it. All the support's flowing in. Love to see it. Yeah, dude. Liam is just that dude. Yeah. And could not be happier for him. Like, that's got to be... That's got to be so incredibly hard to deal with, especially with the people that are, like, your family and your loved ones and, and your friends and all that, like, around you, having to see them, see you go through that. I can't imagine what that, what that experience is like, but happy for him, happy for his family. I think, um, like we, we, we kind of look at a lot of athletes as almost like superhero type beings because of them accomplishing physical feats that we can't. And I think, you know, you kind of forget that they're human sometimes. Um, and this isn't the first time we've had a professional athlete, you know, go through this process. I think it's it's pretty wild to see someone at the top of their game in their prime go through this process. Um, and I put this on my story 
I, I think most importantly, he's, he's a better human being than a baseball player. And I think he is prideful in saying that, like, I think anybody would agree. He, the amount of philanthropy that he does and him and his wife do that, like he helps a lot of people and it, he's extremely easy to root for. He's extremely raw and just very much himself. And like, I, I could not be happier. Like I really, really, I had, it's scary to, it's scary to hear these things. It's scary to go through this process. But for me, I was like, I don't even have a doubt when that news came out. I was like, he's he's good. You know what I mean? Like he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll beat this and he'll be back. And so just really, really happy for him, really happy for him and his family. And, um, he mentioned in that post that that was one of the most emotional things he's ever done ringing that bell. And so just stand up guy, amazing baseball player. If you haven't caught that, that episode during our COVID stretch, we got an interview with him and we basically had to kick him off. He just, him and his wife just kept firing off questions and topics. And, um, you know, he has his cats in the video. It's just like, he, he just wanted to keep talking. So yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys in the league that just everyone respects and, and loves. And so really, really happy to see him coming back. Baseball is a better place, and and honestly, the world's a better place with him. So, yeah, need him. I feel like I, that would be a throwback, but I I have the video. That was before we had started the YouTube. Yeah, and so I had nowhere to put the video, but I have the video on file. That yeah. would be a fun thing to dig up. And it probably would be and bring it goes back. way back. It goes way that, back. That is a character, dude. Like Can that is a, three years ago. No, I, I can't. I refuse to believe that was three years ago. It's insane. But that might be a little a nice little gem to bring back. That's when I was yeah. still recording out of the out of our closet. I was in the yeah. I was I was in the walking closet. It was two two apartments ago for me. So yeah, uh, nothing on the wall. I I think I've ever seen the video. There's like nothing on the wall behind us. We're yeah, just, shout out to Liam for agreeing yeah. to do that because I'm sure the second he Looks we got sketchy. on there, he's like, are are these? Is this guy recording against his will, like as a hostage? You're I don't held somewhere in a cell. Yeah, love it. Yeah, happy for him. Hope he gets back as quickly as possible. Need him back on the bump. Um. I'm I'm not all that excited for baseball this weekend after what just happened the last three days. Is there anything you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, no, because there's I don't are games ever going to be played again? The whole East Coast is shut down. It's is it even raining over there? My windows are blocked. I can't see. Right. Uh, but uh, it's supposed to rain tonight. No games. I don't know. I got I got nothing for you. Uh, I got nothing that I that I'm looking forward to really. It's just, it's this weird. You're in that. I don't know. I get in this weird spot where like, see, like the the excitement around opening day is done, and then I feel like it's just like norm. Like I'm back in in the norm. Yeah, we're in the dog days of April now, man. Yeah. I did see a post the other day that, like, I would love to have every day have an afternoon game. 
like an early game every day. There has to be one early game. That'd be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. I'll That's it, it though. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's about it for me. I'm really good go matchups. To, I'm just, I was just looking. It's certainly not the Red Sox. Um, it's nice though. I don't. I don't really feel anything. I told you I'm not gonna. They're not gonna ruin my 2023. You know, we're we're talking about getting a dog here in the next month or so. There you go. I'm not gonna. There's too many good things on the horizon. We're we're planning a little trip to the beach. I'm a sweep at the hands of the Pirates. At this point, couldn't care less. Mm. Couldn't care less. So I'm I'm okay. I'm in a good place right now. Actually, I like the look of this Padres Braves matchup. Yep, I did see that one. That's uh that's a possible NLCS scenario right there. So yeah. The Braves just handed it to the Cardinals. This uh Guardians Mariners I saw that too. Could have a little yeah. little bit of playoff preview i'm with it logan gilbert savali i love i like that blue jays angels let's go angels let's go angels how about it uh but yeah that's all i got unless you got anything else mm, no uh use uh use promo code 30 take at seek there you go the game there which at go. this point don't know why you'd want to go to a game because it almost seems like you're wasting your money at that point because games are like Correct. 20 minutes long yeah. Uh, but speaking of 20, you can save $20 instantly after your first purchase as a first time user. Use the promo code 30 take. That's our social handle at checkout. Save $20. So go ahead and do that on SeatGeek. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, enjoy the Masters for any of my golf fans out there. I got it up right now. Just best time of year right now. Baseball, good golf, good weather. And happy Easter this weekend. So very yeah. true. Yeah, that's it. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.